0: Okay, what is going on, everybody? Welcome to the ToxLogs podcast. I'm your host, Austin, uh, aka RiggedX, and you can find me on Twitch at This Is The End. These are my
1: co-hosts, Ian. Hi, uh, my name's Ian. Uh, you can find my Instagram at Ian Cristobal or on Twitch at Lan Grande.
2: And uh, I'm Elric. You can find me on. Instagram at Setsuna FSE, and on Twitch as m e m e s -S -S i t e r Setsuna, ah, Setsuna, yes. Misiter Setsuna.
3: (laughs)
0: And today we are blessed with our incredible guest, good friend, known since high school, Chris Caspi. What's going on, my guy?
4: (laughs) Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, Thanks for having me. It's definitely Uh a (laughs) minute. Anytime, uh, but when uh, Elric reached out to me, I was like, "Yeah, I don't mind coming through." So I was like, "Why not?" Yeah. Hey, there
1: you go, I was, oh. I was like, "Oh
2: shit, there you gotta, there.
1: you gotta give him the Elric hype up that we have for oh, all
2: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the baller, the <laughs> Oh, we gotta, <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, we gotta We, hit hit him up. <laughs> we gotta do it. <laughs> oh, I'm a bad hype man. You should hire a different person.
1: <laughs> Hire someone just for the hype-ups
2: Yeah, but uh, if, if you want to um, um, introduce yourself to our guest, Mr. Caspi Give some quick background and
4: whatnot um, Hey guys, well I'm Chris Caspi um, I'd say I'm a director out in Los Angeles um, It's definitely more specializing with video recently And you know, I don't mind dabbling in photo as well But I definitely... Um, Work in the fields of fashion and music, Uh, but yeah, that's cool. cool. So, like the
1: whole like, uh, like how'd you get into it? Yeah, because
4: um, I mean, I've always been into fashion and music. I mean, you guys saw me in high school; like, (laughs) I was already into like the whole streetwear thing. Yeah, you know, um, but that kind of carried over. Like, even into college and, you know, especially after college, um, I think for me, fashion was always just kind of like that thing that kind of set you apart. Like, back then, you know, streetwear was rare. You Mm -hmm. know, rocking the hundreds and rocking all those OG brands like Obey just kind of made you feel cool and different, right? Yeah. And so um, it didn't feel saturated yet. So I felt really unique. And cool at the same time but also um, there was also a creative side of me at the time that I was exploring in high school which was photo and you guys are probably p- familiar with me bringing a camera around school a lot yeah yeah yep. um, so that's definitely a where a lot of things started but you know I, I did all of that stuff for fun because I just loved it and then college kind of happened um, I was I would say, like, I still loved what I was doing, but I was distracted by, you know, I was going to be a doctor, you know, all that, mm-hmm, you know, I'm going to do this. And then um, I also was in a relationship at the time that didn't, that wasn't so great, but it, because like at the time I wasn't allowed to enjoy what I loved doing, which was music and fashion and, you know, creating stuff. And once I left that relationship, I was really able to really explore those hobbies that I loved. So that was towards the end of college. And then um, after I graduated, I was like, you know, I'm going to take some time off and really kind of explore this because I was already going to L.A. by myself just to hit events. And because I was like, yo, I just want to be a part of the world that I enjoy. So everything from music. You know, going to selection shows, you know, going to shows, I was kind of like, yo, like, I just don't like being a fan. Like, I want to be more. Mm. And so there, there's just, there's, there's a whole lot to it. But, um, you know, I didn't know anyone. I just knew there were events happening because, you know, IG stores was brand new and um, saw all these events and I would go by myself, like, by during the nighttime. Cause, like, by day, I had an office job. I was just working as a front office for a medical clinic and then by night I would go hit up these events in LA by myself just because I really enjoyed that culture that, you know, that intrigued me and I would just go. And then eventually I would make friendships and a lot of connections that just led to where I am now.
3: That's
2: pretty cool. Yeah, Yeah, it's a wild trip, man, that's a wild trip. Yeah, I tried to definitely tone it
4: down. I was like, "Yo, I'm going into a lot of things
2: right now. <laughs> Let's tone it down a bit." Nah, but that's yeah, that's cool. Cause I remember I saw I saw a hint of it. Like, um, I mean, I noticed it in high school. You were carrying your camera and whatnot. But then in college, when when you were doing the when you were doing um the grad photos, I was like, okay, okay. Like you know, like you said, you are amateur. Like you know, being. <laughs> and whatnot but then i saw the product i'm like oh my god dude this guy has some talent like dude even he, he took some nice ones man yeah I, I would i would have i would have uh taken you on your offer for some but i did walk so <laughs> yeah man i offered <laughs> elric free photos too yeah. <laughs> crazy yeah i like yeah he, 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 yeah he said yeah take take pictures i'm like oh, i'm not walking dog <laughs> yeah
1: there's but, not like um, a
4: typical like elric thing too like yeah, no i <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really is talking about grab photos that was a crazy time for me i think that's the first time i was like ever making money from like like photos and i was like yo this is kind of cool
2: your product was good you, you said you were an amateur man that was excellent product for an amateur for real thank you bro thank you yeah
1: <laughs> did you uh because you, uh, you went to ucr with Ulrich, I assume? Mm-hmm. did you graduate with like biology or
4: uh... Uh, so i'd say i did graduate um i have a degree in biology but i tell people i graduated with biochemistry because i really took biochemistry three years i went through the whole biochem series the only oh. thing that invalidates oh. me from being a biochem major is that i didn't take one lab
1: oh uh, shoot Man, but it doesn't yeah. even matter now so
4: <laughs> yeah but i mean yeah it doesn't even matter at the end of the day because i don't even use my degree <laughs> yeah dude for um real. but yeah i graduated oh. with a bio degree and i'm just kind of like i haven't even picked up my diploma dude like oh, <laughs> really shoot. what the really? fuck really? my, my, my diploma my. my diploma is still at ucr dude like oh fuck i'm done <laughs> I
3: just
2: Thumbs. never try to get it. I don't want to pay to have it mailed to me. Like, yeah. the heck? Yeah, dude, so. that's that's crazy, dude. Like, I, yeah, remembered, I remembered you. Did Daryl take the same major as you, biochem, or was he different? Uh, he was something with engineering for sure. Yeah, yeah I just remembered. I just remembered. I dropped biochem the first the first couple of weeks. I was like, oh, f- I was a biochem major, and then I was like, nah, I'm gonna switch to Dubai, dude. Fuck this shit.
4: Hey man, I loved biochem. Don't get me wrong, like when I was, when I graduated, I dead ass thought I was going to be a doctor. Like I, I took the MCAT, I oh, was all ready to, oh, to go through that process. But, um, yeah, man, it's definitely a crazy, crazy, like, Pivot from everything for sure.
2: I know, but like you're still you're doing something that you actually love. You know, I mean, was was medicine like you know like a love for you as well, or was it? More um, like... I'd say
4: so. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I do love what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. but I still have a soft side for you know definitely medicine because um, in order to really enjoy medicine, I'd say you really have to enjoy biochemistry because like. Mm-hmm understand things at the molecular level and how this causes this to cause this. Mm -hmm. Um, And I really enjoyed that. And I really thought uh, I was going to be a doctor. Um, But the thing that really kind of deterred me from it was like, you know, I was already going out to LA events trying to see what I can do. But at the same time, I was working at this medical clinic and I really just hated how patients would treat not only me but doctors as well mm. and it was just such a harsh and negative environment that you know i just kind of realized like i don't want to do this for the rest of my life like you know even if it's at a private practice or at a clinic or i'm at a hospital i was just like i'm gonna go out of my mind yeah you know so like- and i think one thing that reverberated with me during that time was something that Bobby Hundred said. Because, like, he did, like, a internship with this lawyer in L.A. And the lawyer told him, like, you did amazing in this internship. You killed it. You're going to have all the girls. You're going to have all the cars. You're going to have the fancy <laughs> house, the money. But you shouldn't do this job. And Bobby Hundred was like, what? Like, how are you going to tell me I'm going to great but tell me you shouldn't I shouldn't be a lawyer it's because dude when you're in your breaks or whenever you have free time you're always telling me about all of your designs rather than about being a lawyer and I was like yo like I'm doing the exact same things like to my co-workers and during my free time I was trying to edit photos and videos just like whenever I could and I was show like yo what do you guys think of this and I was just like maybe this is that sign and i was like yo i really relate to this and that was kind of a turning point where i was like okay i'm kind of going crazy like i need to pivot and it was like definitely one of the most heartbreaking things too but i had to be done where i was like i told my dad like i can't can't be a doctor anymore and it was just like
1: yeah (laughs) how is that with like uh the whole like filipino parent expectations and (laughs) you had to like break the news to them
4: um it it was definitely hard it was like definitely a moment of like it felt like disownment for sure sure. okay um just because like you know me and my dad my dad has always been oh my son is gonna be a doctor Mm -hmm. just like me and, you know, trying to live up to those expectations. And it was it was really hard, you know, coming face to face with him. You know, I went through four years of college. And, you know, I have all these loans. And they put me through this. And it's just like, like I feel bad. Like, I'm about to just tell you guys, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a moment. But um, it kind of definitely calmed down a bit i know when i heard my sisters were talking to my dad they told me that he was waiting for me to prove him wrong so that's pretty much you know what i'm trying to do while also Mm. doing what i love Mm. um i think i've done a pretty good job but i still think i have a long way to go before i can really be like i can really say i'm really making a living doing what i love Mm. So,
0: so it was yeah. like what was like the first thing that went through your went through your mind when you were like, oh, I wanna I wanna follow my dream, I wanna do this instead of that. Like, what was like the I'm one the thing you thought of, you know?
4: Um, like I-, I think it was all the experiences that I gathered from just constantly going to all these events, and then when I especially started, um making money that was the real turning point so i was hitting all these events and i was getting a lot of like you know i guess experience you know networking giving getting photos in general of all these events and then giving photos to people and all that um and it was definitely hard because at first i was really quiet and it was hard to get out of that shell but if you wanted that badly you have to come out of that shell there's no excuses Mm -hmm. So I kind of forced myself to eventually, you know, have the courage to come up to people like, yo, I love your outfit, yo, I love this, I love that. And then, you know, all those experiences really gave me that motivation to be like, yo, I kind of like where this is going. But it wasn't until, like, I got hit up to do, like, music video BTS, where it kind of was like, yo, like, I was seeing some money and I was like, okay, like, I like where this was going and it got to a point where I was making as much on set as I was at the office that I was working mm. at and I was like you know I might as well just you know do this behind the scenes stuff and really get the wheels going for that so I can really see what else is next so I think that was when I was like okay I am making money from this I can definitely step away from the whole medical field and kind of chased this and I, I quit my my day job and you know i started doing behind the scenes on music videos
0: that's pretty sick
4: dang
1: yeah that's pretty think. cool do you like go through a company to like set up shooting those music videos or do they hit you up personally and they're like hey i like your work uh do you mind shooting this for me
4: um in the beginning it was just kind of like me just tapping in with whoever And I think the most important tool during that time was Instagram stories for me. I mean, I still think it's an important tool now, Um, just depends how you use it. But for me, it was like, you know, people always like to post like, oh, we need a behind the scenes shooter or we need this or that on set. And so I was following this director that I kind of looked up to for a while, like he was doing work like, With people from back in the day, like, you know, like Jeff Burnett and all those people,
3: Mm.
4: and like that music scene. And, you know, this guy was a director now. And I was kind of like, yo, I like this guy's work. Like, I would love to work with this guy and maybe learn a thing or two. And he posted on his story one day, like, yo, I need a behind the scenes shooter. And I tapped in. He liked my work so far that I had had at the time. And you know, we just ran in. and I was on my first ever music video shoot and I can remember that sh- That It was like, I remember I woke up early in the morning, hyped up, I'm like, yo, I'm about to be on my first music video. We went all the way out to Santa Monica to shoot this music video and then by the morning we were shooting along like the bike lanes and the pier and then after that we went to a second location i think it was venice and we started shooting at the basketball courts or the the courts there and it was like they were doing a dance routine and then we went to a warehouse (laughs) yo like this was like the whole experience i was like moving i was like yo the three locations okay (laughs) and it was like morning to like 12 at night i was like yo this is a full day production i was like wow this is crazy and then um you know I I did that and then the director really liked having me around so he brought me out the next day did another music video and then from there was like you know more networking opportunities from there dang that's pretty cool that was that that right
0: there that was like one of the starts right there that's how you (laughs) got in more
4: that was that was what I would say when I started professionally and I would say that was like the top of 2018 yeah dang. dang so top of 2018 it was like February I think um but yeah I was you know I was just young in it I was just I was hungry and I was just like might as well
1: damn kind of like shoot your shot like
4: yeah I've uh, shot my shot of plenty of times <laughs> and it's
2: it's worked for the most part
4: so yeah, yeah.
2: For that's, that's what cool. it comes down to though most of the time just shooting that yeah. shot it's always it's always hard to, to actually do it <laughs> yeah especially <laughs> like if
1: you're in your head like oh i don't know if i'm good enough for this and yeah i don't know if i like make oh, the cut and all
2: that
0: dude that's having that confidence yeah, really. dude
2: Oh man, confidence, dude. Having, having the confidence, right dude, having, <laughs> <laughs> dude. Having the
0: bravery just to go ahead, sounds, and just, just go out there. T-
1: sounds like it's the key to everything. It is. It's, yeah. it's the key to
4: everything. Yeah. I really just in. went into it like, yo, you might as well just jump, jump in. Like you never
3: know.
2: Yeah, I was, I was just hype when I saw a story you posted and I saw like Westbrook and Davis I'm um, in there I'm like oh fuck Where, where's Chris at dude I don't want to <laughs> be there oh <laughs> uh, that that was actually a cr-
4: everything I do I always have like some weird crazy ass story ooh, ooh, that's- well, opinion, there we go
0: <laughs> there we go
4: you said so you said the Westbrook one that was yeah Westbrook of, I think that was yeah top of 2019 that was crazy so I met I met this guy named Gian DeLeon. He's the big homie. I see him as like a kuya, basically, I guess. (laughs) But he was the editorial director at Heist Nabiety. If you guys are familiar with that. Oh, shit. And so I met him. He released their first book in L.A. And it was at round two. And I went to the event and i I didn't know who gian Gian was beforehand but i i was just really captivated to see that there was a filipino in a position of power in the industry and i was like yo this is (laughs) this is nothing but love and so i came up to him after they were done talking and you know during their conversation and like came up after and i was like yo bro like i really uh love what you're doing really doing it for the Filipinos and you know I just showed him love and he was like yo thank you bro and I was like if you guys ever need anything um, like work or anything let me know and anyways he invited me to the after party and you know we talked a little bit more and kind of created I guess a camaraderie and then um, I think it was like a few days so this was probably November right when I met him and then in december he hit me up like i think it was like 3 days before the new year and he was like yo bro like are you free the top of the new year so 20, oh, 2019 shoot. first day january 1st and january 2nd are you free <laughs> and i was like yeah like what's up he's like yo um we need someone to cover this westbrook event he's releasing his shoe with Jordan brand oh yeah Um, but why
3: not
4: yeah and so i was basically shooting the coverage for that for high and and i was like bro this is crazy (laughs) and so it was a whole experience seeing westbrook you know getting to really i I only got to say hi it was very brief (laughs) but you know i got the shoes i got hooked up with gear it was just so beautiful, and I was like, "Yo, like,
3: Dang.
4: I could get used to this."
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> and it was crazy being at the Jordan facility and Nike. And then they said the second day was like, "Oh, you get to go to a Laker game." I was like,
3: <laughs> <"Hey>, "Oh, <laughs> <What the> f- <laughs> oh, I get like,
4: to go to a Laker game? Okay, bad. Like this, that's fun. <laughs> so I got to go to a Laker game the ne- the next day." And I had a great time. That was my first time in a booth at the Staples Center. Oh shit! Um, it was Thunder versus Lakers. Oh um, fuck! Good yeah. game. Good game. Yeah, <laughs> the Lakers got Lakers got smacked. Yeah, yeah, on that one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> <We> got smacked.
4: <laughs> but it was still it was still great. Um, there was that. Um, but yeah, it was it was a crazy experience. And I think it, also one more thing. Like, I think the first day, January first, there was also like a. A jordan dinner and i was like yo there was this like oh. dinner of all these people in the industry and i was like yo i'm just like a random nobody and i'm like sitting at the same table like uh, job slade was over there or just like other individuals like people that you know probably cover like other news outlets in terms of sneakers like um sneakers on fire or just whatever it is that they're covering and you know i still have friendships from that time but Definitely, it was crazy being a young gun in that room, not really assu- like n- knowing how to really act, but you know, trying to act as professional as possible and act like I belonged.
3: <laughs> so
4: it was definitely an experience for sure. Damn.
0: That's one of those, that's one of those wow. you got to keep down the fanboy moment. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, like um, I've definitely learned to definitely tone it down. Um Cause like, you know, I treat these like individuals that I meet, you know, be it celebrities, artists, whatever it is, you know, they'd have some sort of fame. The key is just, you know, people say this all the time, but you know, treating them like regular people, you know, like if I say hi to like, um, like when I said, when I walked up to Anthony Davis, like you mentioned earlier, um, I was at a 2K event and I just came up like, yo bro, welcome to the Lakers, love your work. And then do you mind if I get a photo of you? It was very very casual, and it was cool about it.
2: Oh man, and that was so... the other fangirl, dude. I don't know how you kept it in. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but because the
4: thing was like, Anthony Davis was like, I haven't created an attachment yet. Like Anthony Davis, don't <laughs> okay, okay. get me wrong. Like he's an amazing player. Yeah. yeah. But he had to prove himself still as a Laker. Yeah. True. Like true. This this was before he started playing. He already got traded to the Lakers. But he hadn't started playing yet. Like the new year hadn't started like that. So, because that was the beginning of the 2020 20, 20 season, right?
2: Yeah, because he got mm-hmm. he got traded. That was when they got their
4: chip. That's they got their chip. Yeah, masters, so.
2: yeah, yeah. But man, all I know is is that he was a beastly center in the Pelicans. I'm like, oh fuck, dude, <laughs> holy shit.
4: Yeah. Um. There were there was a lot of characters. There was a lot of NBA players around me when I met. Davis like I saw a, I saw a KD oh, fuck.
3: Uh, oh, shit.
4: At, the t- at the time I was also like bro you're a snake <laughs> 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 but, yeah. but there's oh, no doubt he's, he's an amazing baller uh. but that was the first thing like gotta, I gotta keep my composure and then like sitting on the couch next to me was like Quavo and then oh, he oh. was playing with like um, I forgot who he was playing against but it was just like so nonchalant i was around all of these individuals like i know ben simmons was there other individuals and i was like god bro there's damn.
2: a lot of people here that's oh my, a that's god,
0: a dude. uh you gotta bring us next time we'll be your posse oh,
2: you know no i like hey, oh. chris can't bring me i'm a I was like, oh
4: my god you're so bad <laughs> if i if i ever get to do that again um for sure like i don't know everything has always been by ear yeah like i think one of the most unexpected things was like when i had dinner with kuzma and i was like oh "Oh, shit what What the i was like it was like so it was like this designer's birthday that i i worked for and i showed up and he's homies with kuzma so kuzma attended his birthday and i was like
3: Damn. God damn. I was, like,
4: yo, I, I was like, yo, I'm having dinner with Guzman. <laughs> I
2: was like, what a crazy girl. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you're right. Like, if I wasn't was that chair, I would have been like, hey, man, ball up, ball up, ball up. Challenge, challenge right, him man. every single yeah, one, 1v1
4: right.
1: Right, right, right now. 1v1 right now. I just want to see if I can get into the NBA.
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Like, I definitely have a lot of stories that. yeah just crazy experiences but all of them have definitely helped shape me into who i am today and i I wouldn't take it away for anything
0: there you go as long as long as you're doing something you love right and it's paying off why change it
3: you know Mm -hmm. that's pretty
4: sick that's hella sick definitely nicer to see these bigger checks hitting
2: yeah (laughs) Yeah, Yo, you deserve it, man. That was, yeah. your work looks good, dude. Yeah, it. it looks so good. Thank you. Yeah, yeah thank on Instagram, you, I'm you. like, fuck, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I was, and I was actually, looking through. Actually, it, your work like, is what got me into photography. I'm like, oh fuck, dude. Like, I'll, I mean, like not as not like people, more like just figures. I'm like, fuck, dude. Like, what you can do with a camera, it's amazing. You just don't know until you actually get behind behind one. Yeah, like you know, I just
4: really say like you know, just do whatever the fuck you want like yeah. don't let people tell you otherwise because like i mean when i was in high school maybe people thought my shit was crap trash but i still did it and i look back at it and sometimes i'm like you know i was mad creative like i really just did it because like i wanted to do it like i remember going in my backyard getting some shoes maybe getting some figurines and doing some shit with them <laughs> <and stuff laughs>
3: but,
4: like i just wanted to create and sometimes now I'm just like, oh, like, where's that creative drive sometimes? But um, I definitely hit it in, in stride. You know, sometimes I'm, like, really motivated. Sometimes, like, life just hits me and I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, like, you know, however I can inspire anyone to just create. Because you can't just do the regular 9 to 5 and that's just your life.
2: Heck yeah, man! That's, yeah, you definitely, definitely, definitely gotta dabble
4: in some new things. I mean, you guys are doing this podcast right now, so yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I was
4: like, I might as well pop in and show some love. Hey, appreciate,
3: appreciate it. it. Yeah, appreciate thanks for
1: coming it. through.
4: Heck yeah, dude! No worries. Thanks
1: for having <laughs> me. Can you uh, talk about? I saw in your story one time that you went out to like Fashion Week. Can you like talk about Ooh. your experience there?
2: Castle's gonna ask.
4: Yeah, Fashion Week. that Fashion Week was definitely the peak of my career so far. But there's there's in in certain aspects but it was just like you know I remember back in 2018 I wanted to really go to Paris Fashion Week. I I went to Paris like for two days like on a layover type of situation Hmm. and I, I thought it was beautiful with the short time that I was over there um in 2018 I was like yo if I ever come back it's gotta be for Paris fashion week
3: <laughs> Damn. and at the
4: time I was already doing some things with music but I haven't done a lot of fashion related things but I was like I'll be here but for a fashion week and so fast forward Uh, 2019, I started working with this brand, Rude, and doing a lot of freelance work. And, um, they wanted me to document stuff and, you know, their fashion weeks. And so I, I, my first test run was around uh, the first, their presentation, which was in 2019, it was around June. And I made like a mock document documentary and they loved it and oh, so shit. they brought they brought me back for the fashion show in 2020 in january it's crazy to think that i we were i was out in paris in 2020 <laughs> and <laughs> we just think of 2020 as that shitty ass year yeah. it was. Okay. but at the top of 2020 like i manifested everything that i've talked about and i made it to fashion week with um this designer that i was working with and i documented all of that and you know it was such an amazing time like at first it was just like the first part was just like i was working with a brand that i highly respected that i was behind and you know this is a filipino dude in the industry really making strides in high fashion industry that's crazy like I've never heard of a Filipino designer in high fashion like that and he was dominating and you know it was definitely an honor to be a part of that and document all of that and yeah I was just like I I I don't know it was just amazing experience like I can't really put into words like just being in that environment around everyone (laughs) that is about is about what you're about yeah. Like, yeah, I love fashion. I was like, I was definitely a plebeian compared to everyone. I was like, you know, like <laughs> the fashion that I brought out was not on par. I was a mess. I didn't, I was only wearing like two, three fits, and I didn't bring a lot because I was, I don't know, I was just a mess. But <laughs> after that, you know, definitely after the show and, you know, the craziness and seeing how an, a show is put together and being a part of one, you know, going going like exploring Paris during Paris Fashion Week was another story that that was an amazing experience. Um, I met this photographer named Christina Pat and she um, she was really cool and I was a fan of her work and she brought me around Paris um I asked like because I met her um, and she was like yo like I, I no I came up to her and said yo, I'm new to Paris Um, if you have time do you mind showing me around and we were working together doing some photos for fittings and she was like yeah like why not and so she brought me out to shows and then from those shows I was running into people that I already knew which was already blowing my (laughs) mind and I wasn't networking but like you know so I'll do a brief timeline. So, Saturday to Tuesday was the show that I was working for, for Rude, and that was that. And then after that was free, like, kind of, like, free time. I didn't really have, like, a set thing that I was supposed to do. And so I was like, okay, like, you know, I'll do some work here and there. And then, you know, by night, like, you know, have network. And so, um, that was the Tuesday. That was the Tuesday. And then... Wednesday, um, well, Tuesday night, I tapped in with a homie. I was like, Yo, are you going to the off-white show? And he said, Yeah, how about you? And I said, No. He's like, Yo, if you want, I can get you an invite to the off-white fashion show. And I was like, Ooh, shit. Oh, Damn. So, my first ever fashion show I was invited to was the off-white show. And that was amazing. I had an amazing time. Virgil Abloh definitely was, I would say, an inspiring figure for me Like during college. Just seeing someone really take over that industry and really change it up was definitely eye-opening for me. So he inspired me a lot um, during those times. And to be able to have my first fashion show, be with Off-White Virgil Abloh, definitely meant a lot to me. But then after that, like the show ended, I ran into some people that I knew. From back in LA, and so there was this one photographer, Kevin G. Me and Kevin G. ran into each other, and he was like, "Hey, what's up, bro?" He's like, "Yo, follow me if you want to get backstage." I was like, "What? (laughs) Jesus!" He was like, "I was like, yo, you got a pass or anything?" He's like, "Nah, like we're just gonna sneak." (laughs) So I followed him, and we took a different route that people were trying to take to the regular backstage. We went around, and we just walked through with our cameras, and it was like what <laughs> and then like, what i'm the walking fuck? by and i see like this crowd of people all trying to get backstage getting blocked by security over here but we walk from the other side and i'm like wow and so i just really backstage <laughs> oh, and like check west was you know turning up like oh, all these shit. figures in fashion um and just seeing more people there like that I knew, like I saw some homies that I met in LA from this Arthur Carvin and they were super cool. They live in, I think Milan or Italy. And then I met some, one of my other, I would guess like homies, Matteo Berry, And you know, he takes care of me a lot as well, but to see just all these people and from their networking, like I would tap in like, yo, what's happening over there? What's happening over here? And they would let me know all the parties that were happening around Paris and damn, so
1: the, the
4: party scene there was also insane um, <laughs> there's there's just there's just so many things like and then yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i could go on and on but um let's let's settle it like paris was an amazing experience bottom line
2: that's s- definitely one of the coolest of those, uh, sickest off-white stories. jordan ones did you see nah, I don't, not
4: <laughs> <laughs> I think the ones that the, the, the shoes that dropped at that time were like the Jordan Fours that he was like introducing but they hadn't dropped yet. Uh the the sale ones? I think so. Whatever whatever uh shoe I think it was a sale, yeah.
1: Damn, that's crazy. You're like, oh, yeah, Quavo was sitting next to me. Yeah. Blessing, like, yeah, yeah, turning up.
4: <laughs> like all humble yeah, about dude. it, too. I'm like, what?
1: I know, Wait I feel like, so, like chill about like, nonchalant. That's crazy.
4: You have to act normal, though. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> well, I don't know I'm how normal. you do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real.
0: Like, 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 if I ever met anybody, I would I would talk humbly. But then later on, when I'm when I'm leaving, I would probably go insane and just just go. Oh, I just yo, met
3: him, no, man! No
4: doubt, no doubt. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, after like you know the event end or whatever, I'm like. I remember when I had dinner with Kuzma, I was like really walking out, and I was like, wow, I really had, I really had dinner <laughs> with crazy. Kuzma. And yeah. then I remember the shoddy at the time. I told her like, yo, I really had dinner with
3: Kuzma, <laughs> oh, <laughs> and I was like
4: oh <laughs> just just <laughs> in shock yeah I, de- I definitely get geeked but like during those times it's like you know your impressions with these individuals really matters because they really categorize you into like oh am i gonna be are we gonna be cool or are you just gonna be a fan oh, and
3: wow. that and that that
4: real that really does happen um but no offense to being a fan like you know artists love their fans celebrities love their fans but for me I want to be more than a fan. I want to be someone that they want to work with. And you know, I just have to create that atmosphere where they're comfortable to be around me and they it's okay to be themselves. You know. So like sometimes like, I'll be on set for something and there's like someone that's amazing that I've always wanted to work with, but I'll hide that until the end of the shoot and then at the end of the shoot sometimes Once we got comfortable, I tell them, like, yo, I've actually always been a big fan of yours. (laughs) They're like, oh, really? Like, I could not tell. And so, you know, you can mention it that way. But, um, yeah, just like, just keep it very subtle. But for the most most part, when I'm working, I'm working. Like, I'm focused. Like, I want to get the best work done on my terms, but also, you know, make the client happy as well, too
0: that's really has like a, a really time? professional relationship.
1: Yeah, was there ever a time where you like you let it loose and you're like, "Oh shit, I shouldn't have done that?" <laughs> um, like on set? Yeah. yeah, yeah. With, like when you're interacting with a person or like
4: I mean, I can't really remember like one instance that I really like, "Oh shit." Like cuz for the most part, I try to keep it as professional as possible. Um, but I I, de- I definitely I'm sure that I probably said something wrong, <laughs>
3: oh.
4: um. But no, that, not that I can think of. Like I, because like usually like you know when you're in professional like environments, you kind of like don't say much in general. Yeah. And then maybe like when you, when you're like under the influence of alcohol or something, <laughs> maybe that's, something that's slips out. out. But like, not that I know of.
0: Sure.
4: Not bad.
1: Dang. So it's <laughs> still, still going. Pretty, pretty good track record so far.
0: <laughs> yeah, he you haven't yeah. slipped up yet. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Knock on wood. Knock on wood right now.
2: Oh man. For real.
0: Oh man. Dude, like those are these are just insane freaking stories. Like
1: I know. I can't believe
0: I can't believe like we knew each other in high school. We all hanged out and like I, I never thought for a second i'm like oh i'm gonna know some guy that that had dinner with kuzma that went to all these fashion shows
4: <laughs> hey like, man insane. i i tell myself that every day like yo what if like my high school self would have never thought i'd be doing the things that i'm doing now and it's definitely crazy um but it definitely takes a lot of risk to get to to this point um There was a lot of self-sacrifice in terms of like, you know, my time. Like, you know, the homies that I still do hang out with a lot like around here, like, you know, they know how much time or people that have seen me since the jump know how much time I've committed to this. And, you know, before COVID, people were calling me a workaholic. Like, all I did was work, 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 Mm -hmm. you know, I was creating content here or maybe creating content with another person while well, I was working at this office, and by now I had another gig. And so I was always working, I was always doing something. But definitely, um, yeah man, it's it's crazy to think how far everything has really, you know, manifested and what it's become. I can't, Even I can't get over it sometimes, <laughs> like, wow, like, I've done this for three years, but I don't know if I can really say three years, because it's so hard to count 2020
3: yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs)
4: it's actually so hard to count, but technically i've been in the industry for three years and at this point like you know i still think i i I have made a lot of like you know strides but i still have a long way to go and i'm okay with that i love i love the grind to get what you want like i don't want to just handed to me and you know all my hard work that i've like gone through and all the self-sacrifice you know instead of hanging out with friends you know i was working and putting in the time and to see where it's all kind of like translating into now is like crazy but i definitely want to become bigger and i'm still trying to figure out how that's going to be possible during these times as well
2: Mm. man from what you've done in three years man that's not impossible in my eyes dude that's attainable for you man you're you're, you're putting in the blood sweat and tears that's for real
4: you really have like
3: yeah
2: all your experiences have really <laughs> just led up to
3: the
4: there's oh. definitely a lot of unseen hours and all that that happens and but everyone just sees like you know the result yeah yeah and, you know that's all people want but you know i definitely have projects that i haven't released that i'm like so geeked about but I have to wait and get the green light and all that. It's a, it's a whole thing, but, you know, there's definitely some stuff that I have in the works right now that I'm so excited for, for it to drop. But not only that, I'm just working on my own personal projects, you know, just cause like, I, like for me, it's like this time of COVID really taught me like, you know, I don't always want to make work for clients. Like, why do I have to be always dictated by them? Whereas, like you know, I want to be the one directing, and I really became that director. And you know, I was like, "Yo, like if I want to also get in the short films or film in general, I was like, I might as well start." So, I have some projects in the works in terms of that. So, yeah, I'm definitely excited. Oh shit, I'm hyped, nice, man! I don't nice. to see that.
3: Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: shit. That sounds sick. Man,
1: yeah, that's pretty did. cool, Thank too, because, like, you don't see a lot of Filipinos, like, on the creative end of, like, entertainment or true. fashion. Yeah, true. So, it's really cool to, like, see you doing your thing out there. Like, I remember I saw you at the 100s event. I was like, oh, shit. He's really oh, yeah. doing it, man. This guy's doing it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> that that 100s event was crazy. It was the warehouse sale, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. the one,
1: like, right before Night, I think. <laughs> and then I, I, remember see, I remember seeing this guy. He was, like... Oh, i'm going to fog oh yeah me too i'm gonna be like kicking it backstage or something i was like cool man <laughs> 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 i gonna just be there i was like <laughs> i'm just attending
3: <laughs> what the yeah fuck, man. Uh, but this man was... you're
4: killing it though you're killing it yep that's for real
3: The hundreds damn. thing
4: was also cool like i've always loved the hundreds and when i got hit up for that opportunity i was so geeked i was like wait you're telling me i'm gonna be able to shoot and edit the warehouse sale video for the hundreds. Like, I used to, like, grow up watching those videos.
3: Uh-huh. Now yeah.
4: I'm shooting it, I was like, hey man, Ben. Hey <laughs> man.
3: Yeah. Ben. Damn. And,
4: you know, I remember, like, you know, my video wasn't strong, like, crazy yet. I was still learning a lot, but I was like, you know, you're not gonna gain experience, you're not gonna get better at your craft unless you keep going out there making stuff and, you know, challenging yourself so you know there's a lot of situations where i told myself fake until you make it like you know just pretend or you know but at least know you can deliver in some capacity yeah
3: mm-hmm.
4: and so i was fairly like I, I would say in terms of video i was probably um six months strong in terms Dang. of experience <laughs> um but as you know like i uh, I, I know elric knows i made vlogs before so yeah i'm like, video editing and all that was easy for me to really like handle because I had some exposure to that in college because I wanted to make vlogs for myself. But um, yeah, and then shooting that was just like insane. And then I remember I got to sit down with Bobby 100 and we had a one-on-one... We had a one-on-one conversation (laughs) and he was like... I was just telling him, dude, like, you know, I I used to look up to you. And like, he's heard this a million times. Like I look up to you and like you definitely did a lot for me and inspired me to be a creative now and you know I've only been shooting video for six months but I'm here shooting it for you now and he was like damn that's crazy bro that's honestly crazy and it was it was just such a surreal moment like I was like sitting in the break room with Bobby hundreds we're just eating some snacks and talking mm. and it was just like
3: this is dope. Like,
4: <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't make these things up. Like, yeah, like sometimes you just have to like really shoot your shot because if you don't, you're going to live with regrets. And sometimes, like, you know, I just reach out, like, yo, like, you know, maybe the artist is leaving and may- you have to make that last minute decision say hi or not. I've definitely had moments where I didn't get it. Like, I was so scared to say hi to, like, so there was an event I went to, ASAP Rocky was there. And I was too afraid to go up to him. And I tried to go up to him when he was leaving, but then I got bodied by security. Oh shit! (laughs) (laughs) So, that's, it's definitely like, you know, I should have approached him when everyone was approaching him when, you know, he was just mingling. Mm -hmm. But I decided when he was leaving because I was so shy. Yeah. But, yeah. (laughs) That's just one of those learn. Yeah, live Mm -hmm. and learn. Exactly. 10. So
1: how do you, like, when you do that approach, like, when you want to, like, kind of network with someone, how do you, like, distinguish it from just being, like, another fan that's, like, I'm a huge fan of your work?
2: Yeah, like, that. that's hard because, like, I'm pretty sure when you're networking, you, like, you kind of want to, you kind of want to bring up their good points, you know, to earn some, some, some you know, you the points good yeah, yeah. yeah some credibility and, like, at least. Yeah, Um. I mean, for the most part,
4: it just really differs depending on, like, you know, the environment you're in. You know, if I'm on set, it's a lot more casual because, you know, if you've been through the shits with people, you kind of create that camaraderie. Like, you know, when you're in, like, when when you were in school and you were put into to groups for projects, mm. you kind of, like, have, like, some sort of connection with these individuals, right? Like, oh, you know, at, like, you probably weren't friends before this group project. But after, you're, you guys, like, definitely, like, when you're in passing period or when you see each other, you, like, you would say hi, right?
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: So, um, you know, when you're on set, like, you kind of try to keep talking with them, you know, definitely just small talk, like, you know, how's your day? You know, what do you think of, like, what's currently going on? Just, like, you know, just keep a conversation, you know, just, like, some regular shit. And, yeah, and from there, you know, by the end of the day for when you're on set, you know, you just tell them like, you know, it was a pleasure working with you. Hopefully we can put together more work. And, but I think the greatest thing about, you know, to networking is that you just have to be a good person. Like people love to work with people that are cool and just, just generally a great person to have around. Mm -hmm. And so I'd say like, you know, I'm not going to say I'm a good person, (laughs) but um you know i definitely like gravitated to working with people that you know have definitely been there to support me and have taken care of me and you know i try to reciprocate that as much as possible but for me it's always been about just creating the creating first before the money it's always been about creating first Mm. that's what got me out to la like i wasn't going out to la for money I went to L.A. on my own just because I wanted to create and just be a part of that world that I just thought was out of my reach because we were in the suburbs, like an hour away from L.A., even though it was like it was kind of close for us, like it was an hour away. But when we were in high school and college, people like, hey, let's go on an L.A. adventure. Adventure. (laughs) Yeah, That's that's the biggest thing, like. It's like to go to LA for us was a whole thing. You, ha- you would plan it out. There's so many activities to do.
3: Yeah.
4: LA was that fantasy world that, you know, like that was so close, but just seemed so unattainable. Like I remember on Tumblr, you would see all these things happening on Fairfax and <laughs> Melrose and just like all these events, but it just felt like, you know, like Fairfax, that's where Tyler, the creator became Tyler, the creator. Yeah, like if you were around that time you would have just kicked it casually with him But that was so far for us because we were just kids from the suburbs But you know just getting over like the whole drive was was definitely easy. It definitely becomes easy I mean, there's definitely we have parents or we know parents that drive hours and hours away Just for work. Mm. Yeah, Uh right or maybe you know, they just drive an hour away What's the difference? Or maybe they work in LA just like me. What's the difference? Right?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Is yeah. it because I'm doing an untraditional job that you're calling me crazy? Yeah. So, y- you know, but it was definitely a crazy thing pushing out there and, you know, going into that world. So,
3: yeah. It's just, <laughs> it's just,
2: it's just inspiring, like, uh, like, listening to you, dude, because, like, in our culture, it's like, if you don't if you have to fit a single piece or a, as, as ian said a moment ago expectation and it's like sometimes it's just hard to like break out of it you know and like i'm pretty sure yeah. there's some people out there that were probably in your position that pursued an interest they were into but like you know it's like it just comes down to as you said like shooting your shot like you know you went through some stuff you want to yeah, I stuff? Def- definitely. Yeah, definitely. I definitely
4: had a lot of low moments. I definitely haven't talked about the low moments. Yet, <laughs> yeah. But okay. There, are, there are plenty <laughs> of <laughs> motherfucking low moments that be testing me. Like I've had stuff where it was just like, bro, like, God, why are you doing this to me? Like, but I always, you know, kept my head up during those really hard times, and that's the the thing. You just gotta keep going that's that's it you gotta keep going um i mean i definitely understand there are circumstances for everyone you know be it family issues financial issues and i understand that um you know i would say i'm definitely in a much better position you know and you know i'm i definitely acknowledge that i do have some privilege in that aspect
3: Mm.
4: but you know we were but yeah but um also like back to the 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 actual question was like you know as an asian american or a filipino Mm -hmm. you know we were never encouraged to do anything creative Mm -hmm. you know yeah and so it was really weird like i remember people in college would call me so out of the box and that it's weird like Mm -hmm. why do you think out of the box like i remember i was wearing um what like uh pants that were cut like above the the ankle Mm -hmm. in college and people called me weirdo like oh why are you wearing like bootleg jeans or whatever and i was i was or what is it what's it boyfriend jeans that's what girls call them Yeah, yeah yeah oh and and now and now all guys are wearing trousers (laughs) yeah for real yeah or rolling up their ankles Mm -hmm. and but i i was going through phases where i was like oh you're thinking out of the box but anyways like Uh you know i i'm you know through my experience i am just definitely trying to change that narrative of like you have to do the typical jobs you know Mm -hmm. that actually contribute to society hence actually cuz i'm not <laughs> sure if i
3: actually contribute to society
4: <laughs> sometimes i'm like yo like if i was in medicine i'd actually be helping with this covid pandemic but i'm just a, i'm not
3: <laughs> i'm
4: just a photographer videographer like
3: or
4: director in this shit like what the hell
2: hey amen you can you but, can help dude you can help you can help with those set of skills you can provide information man there's there's stuff that yeah. you can help yeah. out with dude and
4: so you know um when i was in high school um do you guys remember madeline yeah yeah or maddie yeah so she had an she had an older brother that didn't go to college and became a pretty creative dj and videographer just an all-around creative guy and that was kind of like my like like i would say my idol in terms of like that arena and now we're homies now but like when out during high school I was like damn you really didn't go to college you stuck it out with photo and music you became a dj you worked with people you've known people from selection and all these other creative outlets like acrylic and all these other things that were ahead of its time and i remember he was shooting like videos for complex at the time as well oh, and i was like bro like you're you're my like creative idol like he w- I was like, yo, how do I get to where you're at? And there was definitely a phase in like 2018 where I was working with him because um, I reached out to him like, hey man, if there's any way I can ever work with you, let me know. And so I wor- I started helping out on weddings.
3: <laughs> oh And sure. that
4: was like that <laughs> was so left field for me. And, but I'm really thankful for that experience because it really showed me what it takes to really direct and really put together a team and how team members really need to work together to make the dream work. And I was like, you know, you can run and gun it all by yourself, but like, it's, it really takes an amazing team to make big productions work. And that's where I want to get. And I was like, when I was shooting these weddings i was like wow there's three four of us shooting video and sometimes i wasn't even shooting i was just you know pretty much like being the per- the pa like the personal assistant just a production assistant and getting like things for them like oh can you get me this lens can you get me this flash can you get me this tripod and then there would be times that i would also um you know shoot video as well but it really showed me like you know how everyone works together and really how you know, you need to plan out your shots, you need to plan out who's gonna be editing, you know, also the business side of things. And I'm definitely thankful for that because, you know, I've definitely learned a lot in terms of like how to be very organized and how it, how much it takes to really shoot things. And mm. even though it's just wedding, it's like, yeah. So like, that's the way I see things. I always try to gain some sort of experience whatsoever everything I can
0: so it was a good learning experience for you and it really helped out especially now
4: yeah and it's crazy like he went from my idol to the homie and I kind of see that trend happening where it's like you know there's all these people that I looked up to but I worked to my work myself to a point where it's like I can call my idols my homies and it's like that's fucking insane to me and I'm like what (laughs) but you know it's all like you know with a grain of salt like you know i'm definitely i'm always thankful for all these experiences i'm never not like i'm never i try to never have an ego about this shit because i hate that Mm. like you never really this is why i've I've never even had a podcast this is the first podcast i've ever been on
3: like that,
4: that um that really is telling my story um so it's definitely like something that I've kept to myself a lot and you know you definitely see what I post on the gram as well I'm never bragging or anything and I've definitely seen individuals that get so big headed that you know they get so hollywood it just kind of <laughs> destroys them and it's like I I don't like that like you know I try to be humble and you know like I'm definitely grateful for where I'm getting to but at the same time i'm also like how can i help other people like people that are also climbing with myself so like building with my peers but also show that the youth can do it themselves like you can be a part of this industry you don't have to do what your mama and daddy told you to do yeah yeah
1: yeah, mm-hmm. yeah even like talking to like we definitely don't get the vibe that you know you like you come you speak like you're coming from a place where you still have so far to go but listening to you talk like from our perspective it's like you've done so much already and yeah like it's cool it's cool to like
0: it kind of seems like like you're way ahead like 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 you're way up there and like we may not reach you (laughs) but like whenever you start talking i'm like i'm like oh like you, you talk as if you're like oh like you're still in the same same places like we're not that far ahead (laughs) so <laughs> Exactly,
4: and like you know, the thing for me is like never thinking you're better than the person right next to you. Like everyone's human; we're all going through our own shit. And oh, yeah. you know, the the worst thing I can really add is just add ego and some negativity into this. Bro, I'm just like yo, like I still kick it with the homies from out here. Like not physically because of COVID. <laughs> I'm talking about like I hey, have I have a Discord channel with them and we're still cool. I don't play games, but I'll still be in the Discord just to chat while, you know, they're playing CS:GO, yeah. Apex or whatever. I'm editing my photos and videos, still chatting with them. They're in my ear and I'm editing. And so, you know, I am still cool like, you know, I and I never treated them any differently. And I'm still like that, you know, if anyone comes up to me, I'm always like going to be like, "Yo, like I'm not going to not show you love because you have the courage to come up to me and say what's up. And that's happened on some occasions. Like, I remember, like, I actually, I think I had a fan, I was like, someone came up to me and was like, yo, are you Caspi? Oh, shit. No. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> like, my handle at the time was EPSVK for EPSAC. And I was like, yeah, that's me. He, and I was like, what's up? And he's like, oh, like, you know, I've seen you've done some work with 88 Rising and August and all that. And I'm like, bro like that's so cool and I was like oh like thank you so much you know I really appreciate it and then um, definitely added him on Instagram and all that and then you know we tap in here and there but I'm, I'm no stranger to helping out anyone who really wants to help out it's just a matter of you know reaching out yeah um, some people are too nervous to reach out sometimes and yeah I mean I don't know for me it's like building with your peers but also inspiring and helping others grow from where they are
0: yeah so you're becoming your own role you're becoming a role model for everybody
2: (laughs) it's also a good mindset because like most people are just focused on the end goal and using other people's stepping stones but chris chris tries to keep all the you know keep everybody on the bring bring them all up yeah it's it's, that's a good shit man there's, yeah, there's, like, too much, there's too much toxicity out here. People always, say, always yeah, keeping
0: connections.
2: Now. Exactly,
4: mm-hmm. and like one though, like you know, what one thing I realized while in the industry was like I always wanted to work with blah and blah and blah, like these people that are high up, like you know your favorite artists, and I kind of ended up realizing in the industry that that's not how you should approach it. You should approach it with the people that you met that and grow together. And so there's definitely relationships that I met that I made in t- in 2018, 2017 that it's crazy to see where all my homies that are like in the LA or the creative field have gone to now. Like my homie Storm, like um he I met him at Bodega 2018. Bodega just opened in 2018 in LA and he was just you know the regular sales floor man for you know the fashion stuff and you know i chatted up with him i have a vlog of him <laughs> and he was saying like yeah i'm a i'm a designer but now he's a stylist but we'll get to that and so it's fast forward he is now the stylist for bad bunny
3: oh oh, shit. oh shit.
4: and it was crazy and so I remember helping him out with um, styling, like he told me, hey bro, I'm trying to take styling a bit more serious. Um, Can you want, do you want to help me shoot some photos? And so I helped him out around 2019, 2018. I can't remember, I think it was 2019 probably. And you know, I just did it because he's the homie. I'm not gonna stop a homie from, you know, creating and chasing his dreams just because of money like
3: yeah
4: it was always about creating first and you know to see my my boy storm filing bad bunny and one of the biggest artists that in the world right now was like damn son but <laughs> i can say that about a lot of friends that i've met and it's like wow like it's really about building with the people that you have around you and building and taking over together and you know working with your idols and all that will happen just like it'll happen just work towards it but in the meantime you know work with the people that already fuck with you help each other out create shit you know maybe it's just maybe helping them move stuff you know helping them create content whatever it is it definitely goes a long way and also taking that experiences that you have you know going through this and paying it back to the other individuals that are trying to come up as well, so it's not hard for them. Cause like, one of the things that was hard for me is like, there's a lot of gatekeeping in this, and you know,
3: mm-hmm.
4: oh, access to information is hard. Like, I'm a, like if you ask me, I'll tell you how it is and I'll, I'll help you however way I can. And what's the best way to really do what you want to do in this, you know, be it music or fashion or whatever it is, or even photo or video. Just anything creative, like, you know, there's you can pay it back and help others, so Yeah.
0: Wise words, wise words. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> thank you, thank you.
0: Yeah. Dude, like you know you know how like the world works now.
4: Yeah, it
1: sounds <laughs> like, like, like you've like lived a lifetime, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Three years of a lifetime, man.
4: <laughs> yeah. I definitely Like, being in LA makes you grow the fuck up. (laughs) It's fucking insane. (laughs) Because the amount of situations I was thrown into on a daily basis, insane. Like, you know, maybe you get hit up the day before, like, yo, we need someone to do BTS on this. Yo, are you free for a photo shoot? Or yo, are you free to direct this? Are you free to shoot a video for this? And, you know, it was just like so much situations really taught me how to really make like hold myself up and really just uh, go through this whole journey and it was just like god damn (laughs) but you know i i wouldn't replace it for anything it's all those memories that are amazing oh yeah dude
0: that sounds like it sounds like incredible memories just hell of an adventure for you
1: yeah and like to start in 2018 and in short span of time, you already have, like, yeah. all these stories and stuff. That's... That's crazy.
0: Like, you've met all these yeah, celebrities de- already. Definitely inspiring. Three years is all it took for you. Dude, it's, it's... Hella inspiring. Hey, man.
4: Thank you, thank you. There's still more work to be done, though. Oh, I... I, sure. I wanna be... I wanna be a big-time director. Hey, oh, hey go. So, um, that's... That's the next step for me. But the crazy thing is, like, I... I never went into this trying to be a director I just it all started like hey I want to shoot concerts like most people like hey I want (laughs) to shoot my favorite rapper at a concert and it kind of evolved from that and like as I kept working my my motivation has constantly changed like hey I want to work with this and maybe shoot some photo for them or hey I want to be the creative director not creative director I just want to create media content for maybe this brand like let me be your in-house shooter or let me do this and I was just like it eventually led into all these things like oh like maybe I wanted to be a tour videographer at one point but it's all it's all kind of changed now and it's like now I just want to be really directing like stuff and like you know have clients come to me like hey like you know we have this idea you know what do you think of it like let's direct this together and we'll really go crazy and you know you know I think for me one of my dreams is like to be creative directing like a global campaign where I'm not even shooting it like mm. video or photo I can just I have the knowledge and experience of like you know I, I this is what I envision and have my team help me make this like vision happen for a global campaign be it like a Levi's or a Nike and sometimes I was even telling myself like how about a global campaign for Louis Vuitton or a high fashion yeah. and I was like yo why not think big and so I am getting every day closer closer and more familiar with the realm of like you know fashion and music and you know I definitely ha- have an idea of you know how to put together campaigns and all that and i have shot some campaigns and so it's definitely a whole thing that i want to accomplish but you know i don't want to just do that maybe make my own feature film one day um so you know director i guess is like the small like encompassing word that does everything but I like to be dabbling in so many things that, you know, sometimes I'm not just dabbling in photo and video and maybe I might just want to make furniture or something or just paint
2: <laughs>
4: whatever, whatever I'm feeling, you know,
3: Yeah.
2: creative, creative outlets. All you need sometimes is to get that spark, you never know, maybe painting that chair could, uh, could get you uh, in the mindset of, oh man, what if I take a video of it like this? What if I take a photo of it like this, you know? Exactly. Okay, exactly. Yeah,
1: doesn't uh, Virgil Abloh have like a, a masters in architecture or something? Yeah, now he's dude, like a designer. Yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah he. That's I, crazy. I, he definitely has a degree in architecture, and it's crazy to see where he definitely pivoted.
1: Mm-hmm. But
4: when you're under the wing of Kanye West, there's a lot. Of- <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sky's the limit um, with him.
4: <laughs> yeah, because he he helped Kanye with a lot of the design aspects. You know going in before off-white really took off because you know but his brand before off-white was pyrex and then before pyrex you know he was doing a, definitely a lot of stuff with kanye in terms of like donda and some other stuff
3: hmm. but
4: whatever fashion he was really into like virgil abloh definitely had a, a hand in it
1: uh-huh. damn that's crazy you've seen virgil abloh in the flesh that's crazy yeah, to see yeah. Not, one
4: thing I also wanted to add is, like, knowing knowing your research, like, you know, I, like, when I go into the industry, I'm already obsessed with it, I love fashion music, so not only do I love the artists and the people that are the faces, but I love knowing the creatives behind it, like, you know, the directors or the stylists or the makeup artists, like, who did this? And so I've done a lot of matching the faces to the names, not like, like, you know, just doing that but you know understanding their stories and like what is their contribution to mm-hmm. like what it is that they do like be it ma- being a fashion brand or um, you know being a designer a stylist whatever their their occupation is and really you know trying to understand like damn like their story like um, there's this podcast I love the business of hype and that inspires me it should, like um, it tells the stories of like there's this let's see what's a great example of someone that everyone knows um like bobby hundreds maybe and just kind of like down let i'm like going on like a weird tangent right no, now you're, you're, good. Good. No, no, you're good you're good <laughs> um but you know just so that like it's good to know who are the people really making moves in this industry like yeah Ben and Bobby are the face of it but who are the who's who's shooting the photos who's directing the video
3: mm-hmm.
4: and then I I like seeing that and then you know seeing their work and like wow you actually make some dope ass shit like let's put something together But you know I genuinely like seeing what people are doing and you know like seeing the stories that people have come from Like Soleil Brembury, he did a lot of odd jobs and he worked for Payless. And, oh
1: shoot, I know that.
4: And yeah, yeah, Soleil Brembury, the hottest sneaker designer, used to work at Payless Shoes
3: Dang. as a designer.
4: Jeez. <laughs> and Payless <laughs> is
2: bankrupt now; it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, yeah. yeah the one <laughs> it's by gone. the Target next to next to your house, nope. that thing's out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I've definitely really been like a while too
4: yeah yeah, and so it just shows you that you know anything is possible really and you know but you have to have some level of respect for everyone that's you know on set or in this industry and that's why it's also you know I would say good to pay your dues and understand where people have come from to get to where they are and that most of the time it's not just handed to them they work fucking hard for it
0: oh definitely definitely um, it's just, it's just putting in the work. That's all it is. Quick,
1: quest- quick question. Um, mm-hmm. What's some of your like Grail pieces that you own that are like your favorite <laughs> <outfit> <laughs> pieces, favorite sneakers?
2: Oh damn.
4: Um, there was actually it's on my desk right now, but uh, I bought some shades recently. Um, they're Celine shades. Uh, I dropped a pretty penny on them, but they're nothing too crazy. Um, but they're Celine. They're just sunglasses, but I mean, t- the amount of money I dropped on them, <laughs> I was just like, bro, they're sunglasses. Like, why am I dropping this much money on sunglasses? Yeah. Um, grail pieces. But it just depends, like, you know, and int- for pieces that are like, you know, hype of hype. You know, like uh-huh. I have my, I have breads. People, people love those shoes. Um, In terms of like sneaker hype, like, you know, the most expensive shoe that I have like that, I think it's just breads. Like, um, yeah, I have a few shoes here and there. I think my go-to shoes right now are a- Asics. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, yeah, I had a hella comfortable.
3: That's totally,
4: not <laughs> from everything. I think everyone, like, that's a to your head, that's
3: listening or whatever. Like, what?
4: But I have, like, I have, like some designer ASICs that I bought, and I was like, yo, these are so comfy. Like, Dude. for now, it's, like, all about performance and functionality rather than, like, yo, about the flex,
1: right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, also, like, sentimental value. I feel like there's some pieces that, you know, even though they're not hype of hype or super expensive like they still mean a lot just because like the story behind them or
4: how you yeah. got them
1: or who gave them to you
4: so yeah like you know there's a lot of shoes like you know I have these Gambino shoes from Adidas oh, shoot and that's and that's a short of story I, I was invited to an Adidas event that Gambino was giving conversation to um, like students from like Compton and they all were, had the opportunity to talk to Gambino and ask questions. And from there, I got to meet people from the Adidas team and um, the, the designer who happened to design all the pieces for Gambino for Adidas. Happens to also be Filipino as well, which was amazing. Oh, but it was it was a crazy experience because like, I got free shoes, I got an experience. But not only that, the story behind them is like, this is supposed to be a shoe that you Know as a canvas for you to wear and really beat up, and you know, the more you beat up your shoes, a reflection of what who you are. And so, I got these shoes, and then Adidas invited me out to a, a party in Coachella the next day. Oh, shit. <laughs> or was it, or is it the weekend after? It was one of those, and then I went to the Coachella party and I asked my my um contact. Like yo, like, are you going to the to the festival? I was like, he said no. No, he said yes. How about you? I said no. And he was like, how many wristbands do you need? I was like,
1: oh shit. Oh, what the. <laughs> yeah.
4: And so I was like, I, I on spot, I was like, uh, I need three wristbands. And he's like, okay, give me a second, let me figure yeah. this out. Um And so I got to fuck up the shoes and wear the shoes at Coachella, and I was like, wow. This is crazy, <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta go to Coachella for free. And I was like, bet. So yeah, it's just like, but so like that shoe holds a special place in my heart. You know, um, is there any like crazy pieces? Like I have this deck that my homie has. Oh wait, I have Manny Pacquiao signed gloves.
1: Oh what? Oh shit! Oh shit! That's like the
4: yeah. Filipino
0: Grail, right, dude? That's it. That's that's the one, right? Hey, yeah.
4: Hey, let me let me let me see if I could get it real quick. It's a guaranteed KO, oh, man. The no, no, don't break
1: it. <laughs> Never bring those out there's, in the fight. Dude, oh hell yeah. <laughs> there,
4: yeah! There's there's a lot. Um, it's signed by, uh, Freddie Roach and Pacquiao. Oh, oh hey. Oh, so like, yeah. oh, those this are sick! This one's the Freddy Roach one, and then this one is the Pacquiao one. Oh, yeah.
0: dude, those are
4: sick! This, this, this one is like, uh, yeah. This is this is its own thing. <laughs> <laughs> but like, um, yeah, like a lot of things, uh, to me are not really too much hype, like. I don't have, like, I've never owned a pair of any of the Nike off Lights because I'm, I'm not lucky enough.
3: <laughs> um,
4: but the, also the way lucky. I see it is I don't prioritize buying shoes because I'm just like, you know, I'm at the point where it's like, you know, maybe if I can get a shoe, yeah, why not? But it's not a bigger priority because, it's you know, it'll come, you know, like, and the way I see it is, like, I can't wait to get them for free.
3: Oh <laughs> <shit. It laughs> <looks> like, <laughs> uh,
4: build, build myself up to where it's like yo maybe like i, b- I get a connect from nike or something like <laughs> your boy's right here <laughs> when are you guys gonna sponsor me what? <laughs> oh shit or when are we gonna work together but it's like the last thing because it's like you know all the riches and all that but that people flaunt like you don't ever see me flaunt that on my gram like that because the way I see it is, like, that will all come in due time. And I don't want to be distracted by the riches and the fame and all of that. Yeah. I just want to do what I'm doing. And, you know, once you get too absorbed and trying to flex, it's like, why are you doing what you're doing? Is it because of this or because you actually, like, creating? And so, you know, that's why, for me, I'm not always too much on the flexing side because it's like... I know it'll come and you know that's okay for me like if it's you know hard right now like or I don't have like the options to be buying that thousand dollar jacket or something like that's okay bro like I'm chilling like if I'm gonna spend money let's spend it on things that you can invest in like you know more camera equipment. Mm. uh oh, yeah. you know computer equipment just things that will help me make more money i guess or be more efficient doing what i'm doing or to fill the needs that i need to do fulfill fill the needs i need for creating a certain type of thing so that's that's kind of like where my head is at in terms of like rail pieces but i have a lot of things that i've gotten for free that hold a special place in my heart but Um, you know, like in terms of heat, you know, maybe I have some Issei Miyake pants that I fucking love. (laughs) Um, they're usually like four or five hundred bucks, but I got them for two hundred. And I'm like, and I'm like, yes, (laughs) I wanted, like if I buy clothing, it has to be pieces that I know will last me for years. Because it's like, you know, it's kind of like cliche, but you know, being sustainable is really important. Like. You know, buying clothes and buying clothes and then it's like, where does that all lead you? Mm Yeah. You know, like there's only so much product that we can consume. And it's like, you know, I got to slow down on the product I'm consuming and really understand like, what do I really need? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, um, and like a lot of these brands just keep putting out product and I'm like, do we really need more product in the world? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah. you know it, it, it it's the world we live in and you know i'm not yeah. saying like it's a bad thing get your money but for me personally it's like you know if i'm gonna buy clothing it's either you know like pieces that i've been wanting for a while that i know that will last me for a while and they're quality pieces in terms of you know i guess in that designer world or it's just clothing that you know that my homies are trying to push mm. you know I, that's that's the way I see it. it's pieces that I like or I'm repping my homies brands Like right now like I'm rocking like the the Mount Wilson yep. like, staff yeah. hoodie for the Reese Cooper show and So yeah, like, you know, I'm always trying to wear whatever the homies like put me in basically or you know Or that I bought from their brand, so they can have the money to you know make more product You know just paying it forward for them as well. So that's just kind of where i am but you know i still dabble with the heat every
2: now and
3: then so yeah
2: sure i I still remember that chris in high school man in ap english he would bring the the supreme stuff i'm like fuck dude that fucking (laughs) heat he would would bring the the i remember you walked in with the bag dude i'm like fuck dude fuck (laughs) that was that was
4: definitely a crazy time but now it's like for me the 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 allure of Supreme isn't the same because like you know back then it just it really made me feel unique and there was a whole lot of story that I understood like I used to look into it like the story of Supreme and like Mm -hmm. you know where everything had a meaning but now it just I don't know I just don't pay attention anymore because like everyone wears it and the people that used to flame me for wearing that stuff are wearing it now yeah (laughs) so it's just like you know and then you got your regular ass, like, I guess, ABGs or whatever just wearing <laughs> it as well, like, just because of the name and not because of what it actually represented. Like, you know, it represented streetwear and being unique and being an outsider, you know, just being a, a rebel in, in a sense. And now it just feels very luxurious and mainstream and it doesn't have that allure. It's like, I'd rather fuck with my homies brand. Or you know, just rock some fucking essentials from Uniqlo. <laughs>
3: there you go. There you go. <laughs>
4: like all my all my tees, all my essential teas are Uniqlo. Like they have some fire essentials.
0: <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah, dude, like like, <laughs> like when you did the <laughs> yeah when
2: you when uh when you did rude like the the rude the uh, the rude one I was like fuck I was looking to I was looking at the stuff that you were I'm um, taking pictures for I was like fuck dude did some um, some nice shit but like i just didn't know where to get them yeah man that's that stuff is
4: expensive like that's like that's the it's crazy for me to think like you know i'm getting this stuff for free but it's like you know it's just homies helping homies out
1: Yeah, guess like dang.
4: you know if you're if you're part of team or part of fam like you want your fam and homies to really you know rep you and all that so um i don't know if i could ever afford root like that on a consistent basis <laughs> right now
3: <laughs>
4: but you know it's definitely love for sure
0: that's pretty good
1: Oof. yeah it looks like we're getting close to eight so oh
0: what the it's already eight yeah, what the dude. fuck dude time go by quick man time go by quick yeah, when man. you're hearing stories of of <laughs> You're Chris. Dude, Chris,
2: for real, man. Can we have like somebody follow you with a camera, man? It's like something <laughs> starts life. off simple, then it extends all the way to like something fucking epic. <laughs> yeah. day, dude. <laughs> can we just have a camera? Hey, follow man. You? If if I'm ever able to get to
4: a point where I can really afford to have someone follow me, like I've always wanted to do that. Like, hey, it's definitely been a dream for me to bring back the vlogs. Um, <laughs> Just because I feel like there's like an empty space in terms of where like, you know, there are vlogs but I don't feel like there's any vlogs that really capture like the behind the scenes of what's going on in like, you know, music and video mm-hmm. on a realer basis and you know, I kind of wanted to capture that like I used to do that with my vlogs before, you know, I'm sneaking in i'm showing individuals like how these events actually looked being um, just a regular person at the time and just like you know not knowing anything and just really exposing you like this is how it is this is how the scene was rather than constantly focusing on like you know the clout that you always see happening
3: yeah
4: (laughs) i don't know just like kind of give you a more behind the scenes look because like i forgot there's like definitely vloggers that like ask them question like oh how much is your fit and i'm like (laughs) like what like show me like a whole last day with drake yeah like show me a whole last like what did it take to shoot this from beginning to end like not only the day of shooting this music video but like you know putting together like the treatment for the video and then all and then executing the whole music video and just all that or just showing how it is really behind the scenes of like, you know, NBA All-Star Week or something and what's going on. And I I feel like I've never really felt that And from a vlogger. It's always like some weird, like, hype, like, I don't know, clickbait type shit. I'm just like... Yeah,
2: Yeah, most vlogs, like, the ones that the ones that i i see most attended like cloud chasing man i'm like come on yeah dude. i thought it was supposed to be how stuff works in the back man
0: yeah like most vlogs yeah. always like like they're just following like following around like oh like here's a celebrity you know here's here's what he does you know here's what he's wearing but there's not a lot not a lot of like vlogs or like behind the scenes stuff where like oh this is how everything works you know this is how we got to this point
1: yeah, yeah maybe it's like a, a gatekeeping thing like they don't want the secrets out
4: yeah I can't can't really solve the sauce you know <laughs> yeah. but um yeah like for me i just want to like that's like my form of like you know also doing more documentary work but i don't know i just feel like it's a space that's missing in terms of like especially fashion just like especially in high fashion and the intricacies of it but you know that's a whole thing as well yeah like, you know just in general like the industry
0: hey man that's like hey look next time you look know, next time we have you on podcast you know i'm hoping to be talking to like like million dollar director or something uh, you know exactly. high <laughs> high class high class <laughs> <laughs> director so uh, next time
2: us, uh, save us a pair of those uh nike collabs please yeah. come on man yeah, you know get us yeah. get us
0: yeah,
4: three pairs you, better, you know we gotta get to that point, but hey, who knows? Yeah, who knows
1: what the future? We we're trying to get a pair of the Caspi ones.
4: Oh, yeah, the special Caspi. <laughs> hey man, if I ever make a pair of shoes, that would be crazy. <laughs> hey,
2: who knows? Who knows? It could be. It, it ba- may be in your I'm future. I'm about to buy those after market prices, bro. Caspi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna
0: get it from Caspi himself. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna hit him oh, up no, one day, sir. Yeah, oh, sir. Hey man, <laughs> need a pair, man fuck man yeah hey, man hell hell of stories man but I think I think we're reaching time limits out here so I think we gotta end the podcast right now
4: hey, hey, yeah. Yeah. thank you for having me it was a, uh, it was amazing catching up with all of you guys yeah. I haven't seen you guys or talked to you guys in definitely a minute it's hell, been hell a minute yeah. for sure hell yeah. um Amen. but you know it's always great catching up with you know good people for well, thanks sure. for having me. Yeah, like, thanks yeah. for coming, hey, dude.
0: Anytime, anytime, man. It's, it's been a great, great podcast with you here. You know, incredible stories. <laughs> stories that I would have probably never heard in my lifetime before. You know, I've never <laughs> hey, man, there's, a, there's definitely a be. lot
4: of stories that people haven't heard. They got some of it. So,
0: hey, man. Look, next time we're going to have you on the podcast, you know, you're going to be top tier director at some point. <laughs> Hopefully, hey, you fingers know. Crossed. Fingers, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, you know. But we got to end the podcast right here. So um I was your host, right? Uh you can follow me on Instagram at this is the end or my Twitch at ricketxn.
1: Ian? Uh my name's Ian. You can find my Instagram at Ian underscore Cristobal or on Twitch at Lan Grande.
2: And uh, Melric, you can find me on Instagram at Setsuna FSE and on Twitch at Niseter Setsuna. All right. And
0: special thanks to our good guest, great friend, Chris Caspi. You mind hitting us with your uh, your Insta, your, you know, anything anything you want to plug in?
4: Um, my Instagram is at double underscore Caspi. Yes, um, sir. <laughs> that's the handle. <laughs> Um, I have some work on the way, it's been a minute since I posted, but I have some stuff on the way, so stay tuned for that, but um, yeah, much love for having me, much love to all the people that have Gotten me to where i am today and yeah like Hey. Let's keep the there you go yeah.
1: I appreciate it man nice nice keep doing you man yeah. just keep going
4: thank you,
3: thank hey, you got three Real.
1: supporters right here yeah, <laughs> definitely <Hell> yeah, dude. <laughs> thank i'm always, you, thank I'm always
2: you. on the insta watching the freaking the freaking product man it's crazy i love it it's
0: it's nice to know that you know we're your first podcast you know we i were know the one. we crazy. were the one we'll always
2: be the first we'll always be the
0: first <laughs> all right when you say, oh, we had anyway, Chris have, Caspi have on the podcast. Have a good night, y'all. All
3: right. Thank you, right, you sir. Have a too. good one.
0: Thanks a lot, Caspi. And to everybody watching at home, you know, watching thanks at home supporting. or listening, thanks for the support. All right. Catch us next week on Thursday, same time, 630 for our next
3: podcast. All right. Sounds good. Peace, Peace. out, guys. All right. Later. Leaders.